At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. The rest of this year and this coming year, just, I just want to give you this, this thought. This isn't, you know, something that rhymes with 23, okay? This is, this is what God is saying. He's been saying it. You've been hearing it in many different ways, and tonight, just in the direct message that I have, you'll hear it in this. But this year, this right now, this season that we're in, 2023 is part of that season. But it's a year, it's a season and a time of God's Word being to us exactly what it says it is. And it doing exactly what it said it'll do. <clears throat> And we just have to keep doing that and believing that. We have to stand strong to where the manifestations in your life, in my life, in, in, that are coming through us and ministering through us to other people are just the result of us believing the promises of God. Nothing else. Not because... God picks you or us or anybody else above someone else. It's just the fact that you believe the Word. Only. Only because you believe it. Because it has become a belief system in you. Just keep doing it. If you're not reading a proverb a day, I'm telling you, there are answers for your life in the Proverbs. And those Proverbs have to become revelation to you. And you cannot just, you know, it's kind of like my, my whole family were people of addiction. And, you know, a lot of my family members were part of every type of, you know, um, rehab, 30, 60, 90 days, years, you know, um, and, and all of my growing up, everybody around me was in some kind of a rehab. And um, most 30-day rehabs don't help people that are addicted. Drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. And just reading one month of Proverbs won't do it. It has to become a way of life. It has to be something that you become convinced of will work for you. I'm telling you, answers to your life are in the Proverbs. Just stay with it. Just keep doing it. Can you say amen? So, <clears throat> tonight, um, I'm sharing with you, and you're going to hear a lot of this from now throughout this whole next year. Um, but I'm going to talk tonight about just, just for the lack of a right title or anything else, just about being healed, just healing, and what it looks like and, and what the Word says about it. And I'm just going to give you direct verses of Scripture, and I'm telling you that the confirmation of your healing is in the book of Proverbs. 
It's all through there. But when I read the promises tonight, we're going to act on the promises like they're so. And I'm expecting now and in the future for anybody that is around you and I, anybody around or connected to this church, anybody that we're praying for, that their bodies are well. And many times, we don't, we don't, we don't see, many times th- th- there's a block in our thinking that keeps us from receiving what Jesus did for us. For us. You know, if there's, if there's something wrong with me and a doctor can fix it, everybody say, thank God for doctors, right? I mean, thank God. But if there's something wrong for me and a doctor can fix it, then why would I have to believe God for that? And I'm telling you, if you don't want to hear this, you probably don't want to hang around here. Because you're going to hear more of it than you've ever heard before. Because if we're saved, if we are, how many are saved tonight? What we know of of being saved. But if you're saved, you're healed. Right? And, and I can't show you my salvation card and, and show you that I'm saved. I'm saved by faith. I believe in this thing by faith. Well, there's times when I can tell you I don't feel healed, but I'm healed because I'm saved. And, and I'm saved and healed, and I'm delivered because of what Jesus paid for. It was a complete thing. And so there can be something that you think that is too big. And a lot of times people have ailments in their body, and it's almost like it's too big for God. Well, that, that's too deep, and it's, it's a result of this, and it's a result of all these bad mistakes I've made and everything else. But old things are passed away, and everything's brand new. So it really doesn't matter what I've done in the past. It matters what I do today and tomorrow and in the future and how I believe the Word of God. So, Psalm 107 and verse 20. This is what he did. He sent His Word and healed, say, I'm them, and delivered them uh, from their destructions. I am healed and I am delivered from all destruction. That's what He did for me. I'm not here tonight to be a cheerleader to try to cheer you into and encourage you to accept this. I'm telling you what He did, you and I have to receive what He did. Everybody say tonight, I'm healed. Okay. Psalm 103 and verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. He forgives me of my iniquities, right? He forgives me of my sins. He heals, who heals all my diseases, redeems my life from destruction, crowns me with loving kindness and tender mercy, and it goes on and on and on. I'm just saying, He didn't just save us, He healed us, He delivered us from all destruction. Can you say amen to that? Done. This is what He did. Can you say amen? Psalm 91, 
and verse 1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High abides under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He's my refuge, my fortress, my God. In Him I will trust. Surely He will deliver me from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. Verse 9, because I have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, my dwelling place, no evil shall befall me. How much evil? None. No evil shall befall me, nor shall any plague or sickness come near my dwelling. So sickness and disease has no right near my dwelling, this dwelling. Has no right here. Can you do better at taking care of your body? Can you do better at taking care of your body? Yeah, everybody can. You can do something better. Okay? So if we're standing at the gates listening to the voice of God and God tells you to do something better for your body, do it. Did you hear what I said? I mean, I'm talking about doing it because the Bible says disobedience to what God is telling you to do will work against you. But you can't change the fact that He healed you. And if you will make Him your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, no plague, no sickness, no disease shall come near your dwelling. No COVID 20, 21, 22, 26, 28, 20, 30, 50, 100. See, this this was COVID 19. That means there were 18 others. I told somebody that the other day, and they go, Oh, I thought that was just a name. No, I said, This is the 19th strand. So, There's other names of all kinds of things. But yet in the Word, we find out that every sickness and every disease was covered by the blood of Jesus. The the, the ones not even mentioned delivered us. That aren't even mentioned that when at the writing of of, of Scripture, they weren't even talked about yet, but they were in the workings because there's a devil. But God. Watch, another thing that happens with this. No plague will come near your dwelling, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So I'm seeing in that passage right there that the angels of God are working on my behalf for my healing. Watch what... Psalm 103.20 says, Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His word, heeding the voice of His word. Bless the Lord, you His angels, who excel in strength, who do His word, heeding the voice of His word. So the angels of God, when I'm declaring that by the stripes of Jesus I'm healed, when I'm declaring that He sent His word and He healed me, the angels of God are taking those words, and the Bible says in, in, uh, in Proverbs 4 
that the Word of God is medicine to all of our flesh. And we've got angels working on our behalf to make sure that that Word turns into the medicine it needs to, and we're healed. Everybody say, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm set free. So, so I'll just tell you this. You say, well, you know, I just feel like I'm on my own. <laughs> You're not on your own if you believe this. You've got angels of God working on your behalf to make sure that everything you say is going to come to pass. So you better watch what you say. I think that's, gosh, I think that's a scripture. <clears throat> Isaiah 53 and 5, this is what he did. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. We, we will be? No, no, no. Because of what? This was Isaiah prophesying 2,000 years before Jesus came, saying that we are healed. You know why? Because this plan of redemption was set up before Adam and Eve. So he was prophesying what God had already set into motion, we are healed, not will be. So when anything attacks your body, you have the authority to let that know it cannot remain in your body. But you have to believe that. That's why your daily confessions, your daily routine of the Word of God is so vital because it changes the way you think. See, when we're throwing Scripture at a sickness, hoping it's going to go away, it doesn't work because there's not faith established yet. So, you're not well and you need medicine, you take medicine or you take supplements, I mean, you know, supplements and those kind of things are good for your body anyway. But you take whatever you need to take to get well, but all along you be declaring what the Word says because you're renewing your mind and building your faith to a level that when something, the next thing comes, you hit it and you didn't need that. Or however long it takes. We're not, on, I mean, we're not going anywhere, right? So let's stay with it and see what He did for us really working for us today in, in, in this season that we're stepping into. Matthew 8 and verse 14. No, actually, 1 Peter 2 and 24 first. Just to New Testament confirm what Isaiah had prophesied. Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sin might now live to righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. So at Calvary you were healed, not when the symptoms leave your body. At Calvary you were healed. So I was healed, and if I was healed, then I am healed no matter how I feel. The opposition that you have is that, you know, out there is not, it's the enemy, but the enemy will use people to tell you that's nuts. 
Maybe so, but it's Word. Doesn't make sense to the natural mind, but if it's the Word, we have to stay with the Word. This is what He did for us. By His stripes, I was healed. If I was, then I am. I am healed. No matter what. Can you say amen? Matthew 8, verse 14. Now, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her. And she arose and served them. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet that we just read, saying, He himself took our infirmities and he bore our sicknesses. So, when Jesus touched them and they were healed, it was because of the redemption plan that was established before the foundation of the world. He did that. When he touched, he touched Peter's mother-in-law, and she was well. She was dying, and she was well. And he did that because of what was already set up before Adam and Eve messed it up in the garden. So no matter what you've messed up, we can look at Adam and Eve and say, man, they messed it up for all of us. So at least you didn't mess it up for everybody else, right? But no matter what you've messed up, you can correct that today. You don't have to stay a screw-up, right? You can straighten it up, make the changes in your life, and then believe God's Word based on what He's saying right here. This happened in Jesus' ministry, and He's our elder brother, and He came to anoint us to do what He did, and even greater works because He's at the right hand of the Father. He did it for us, and if He did it, and He did that for us, then we can do what He did. It was already set up. Say it, I'm healed. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15. And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Verse 17. And these signs shall follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. And who will recover? The sick. The sick. Whoever's sick that I'm touching will get well. Now, now I, want you to, I want you to do something. If you're going to hear me minister on this, I'm not going to overdo it, but it's just going to be led by the Spirit. I'm going to minister this a lot from now, probably through the end of 2023. And we're going to lay hands on a lot of people because God commissioned me to start laying hands on people. He used to lay hands on anybody that was breathing. <clears throat> I mean, just anybody. 
And God brought me through a season of not touching a lot of people, just praying and believing for people's lives. But in the last probably four or five months, he's been bringing that back to me. And he said, I want you to lay hands on people in here. Right in here. Did you hear what I said? I'm telling you, we have the faith to see people well. I have the faith to see myself well, my wife well, my daughter as well. Everybody in this place, I have the faith to see people well. And someone that walks in here that has something that in the natural, your head says, well, Oh my gosh, I mean, they're, they're contorted or they're this or they're, somebody rolls somebody in on a stretcher. Yeah, but the same verses work for anybody, whether it's a headache or it's something life-threatening. Same promises that we're talking about right here. So I want you to do something tonight. When I'm through preaching, before we end the service, I'm going to lay hands on anybody that knows there's something that they've not overcome in their physical body and you want my faith joined with yours because my faith level is up here in praying for you. So you think it through while I finish this message tonight. And if you're one of those, you come stand up here and we're agreeing based on what I'm reading to you tonight and you're going to receive. I believe it, because the, the, the level of faith, from the songs that we sang to this moment right here, the, the, the atmosphere is charged with faith in God. Our faith is in Him. Say it, I'm healed. If you're saved, then you're healed, delivered, set free. I don't care if it's mental, emotional physical of any kind, I don't care what it is, in what way He delivered you. You can be set free this instance. First John 5 and verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, F.F. Bosworth, great man of God from years back, he's passed on now, made this statement in, a, in one of the books of his that I've, that I've read a couple of different times. And he said, healing begins when the will of God is known. You've got to know it's his will. It's his will to heal you, but that his will is you are healed. Because somebody could believe that Yeah, you know, I believe God heals, but I don't know that He'll heal me. No. You have to believe that His will is you're whole. You're healthy. You've been delivered and set free. If you're saved, then you're healed. 
You've got to know that that's His will. And He said here, this is the confidence that we have in Him that if we ask anything according to His will, that He hears us. So what would He hear from you and I where our physical bodies are concerned? Every day in my daily confessions, in my daily routine, I have, a, I have two different sections of things that I speak over myself for health and healing. Every day that I'm speaking those, I, I become more and more grateful and thankful that I am well. I, I mean, internally, you know, and it's working its way to my physical body right now, but internally, I feel younger than I've ever felt. Internally. I feel younger. And I believe everything works from the inside out. And because, because internally, from the Word of God, because of, of the strength that has come from the Word of God, it's causing my physical body to find its youthfulness. Yeah, you know, Pastor, we all just get old and we die. No, 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 no. Yeah, we all pass on. We all move on to the next level. And thank God for where we're going. But God wants us to live like we're there. Huh? And I don't know how old we're going to be when we step over to the other side. I've heard different people say that, that in heaven you're, you're like you're 33 years old. Well, I, I feel like I'm 20 right now. I can't necessarily do everything today that I did when I was 20 years old, but a lot. And when you, when you believe it internally, then it produces. And, and he said... If we're asking him for something according to his will, then he hears you. But the key is, we've got to believe that what he did for us is real. He said, this is the victory in this same chapter earlier on. He said, this is the victory that overcomes the world in the world situations is even our faith. Our faith in the fact that He overcame, that He really did what He said He would do. So if God has heard me in my declarations, in what I say on a day-to-day basis, then look what He says. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, then we know we have the petitions that we have asked of Him. So the key is that I believe He's heard what I've said. And that it's his will for me to remind him of those things. Not because he forgot. So that I don't forget. And then he said, you'll have what you say. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, got, I got this in my thinking. And I can't get it out of my thinking. As I was preaching, so I didn't give you these verses of Scripture, but can you pull up 2 Timothy 3, starting with verse 10? Is that, is that difficult to do? Because I, I want them to see it, so we're going we're gonna to kind of wait just for a second. But somebody tell me when you see it on the screen. 2 Timothy 3.10. We'll just read a few verses of Scripture right here. But... <clears throat> It is vital. I'm going, to tell, I'm going to read something to you in this passage of Scripture right here that's vital for you to believe 
in the day in which we're living in and what we're up against. It is a literal battle that's up there, and it's, it's a battle for information. It's a literal battle for information. You, when you know the truth, the Bible says the truth will set you free, but the truth gives you discernment. And you know that when you hear people in this information highway that's out there, you hear all kinds of people saying all kinds of things, you know in your spirit when something is a lie, when it's not truth. But people without discernment can be taken by information that's out there on that information highway telling you things that are not truth. People can be taken advantage of, and many people are. You know, one of the the biggest things that take advantage of people is something that moves you emotionally. I've been in third world countries, and there are starving not just children, but adults and everything else. People that don't, that, that, I mean, are believing to have the next meal. But with most people, if you put some pictures of starving children, people will emotionally be moved to give money. And what I've found out in the research that I've done, I've got several people in the Washington, D.C. area that have done research on things because I had to do some research on some things that my, my earthly father was giving to that, that I had to find out about. And what I found out about was that people worked on, the, the, the information in different organizations worked on people's emotions, getting money out of them, and very little of the money went to where those pictures said the money was going. And I, I, I know that that's true, that that's out there. You, you, you know, there's not something bad just because there's some emotional thing going on and, and some emotional video or whatever. It doesn't mean that they're bad. But I'm saying you've got to know the difference. And not just in those type of things, but in, in, in life-threatening areas. Or, or you believing something that is not the truth. And there's only one place to go. And it's what he says right here. I'm not reading the whole chapter, but are, are we ready? Yeah. Verse 10 of 2 Timothy 3. <clears throat> the beginnings of 2 Timothy 3, he said, in the beginning, he said, uh, 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 in the last days, there'll be perilous times. And he goes on to talk about all the things that, are, that will happen in the last days. Well, you see all those things in 2 Timothy uh, 3, 1 through about 8 or 9, all of those kind of things are happening. You see it everywhere. But here in verse um, 10, he says, he's talking about what you're believing and what you're following. He said, but you have carefully followed my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering. This is Paul talking to the people, or to Timothy. It's his letter to Timothy, but to the people of of their region. 
He said, life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, perseverance, persecutions, afflictions, which happened to me at Antioch and Iconium and at Lystra, what persecutions I endured. And out of them all the Lord delivered me. Yes, all who desire to live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. But evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse. Evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. He said, but you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Knowing from whom you have learned them. I, you know, in, the, in my early days of Christianity, people would read passages like this and they would, they would be, you know, especially if you're around somebody that maybe had a smaller ministry or a smaller church and they would, they would talk about people with big churches like they, they were evil or they, they were deceiving people, you know. I had somebody a while back tell me, you know, you got to watch out for Joel Osteen because of this, that, and the other. And I thought, you got no clue. And... I'm saying that the deception that he's talking about, notice what he said. He said, evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. And it's the subtle ones, people that don't appear to be that way, that have no truth, but yet are trying to deceive people and lead them astray. So you have to know in whom you've heard from and believe that the people that minister the Word to you are, are real and they're of truth. He said this because he said in verse 17, 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for what? Doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, man or woman of God, may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. The Word you hear preached, like the Word I'm preaching to you tonight, You've got to believe that what I'm preaching to you is the truth. If you don't, you'll be deceived. If you're following after somebody's teaching just because of who they are, and, and you're, you're not taking what they're preaching and allowing it to be personal for yourself, then you'll never believe in healing like this because you can hear, I, I tell you, Right now, you can go out there on the internet, on television, on wherever, and you can hear many, many, many messages that will contradict what I'm teaching to you tonight. There'll be many people telling you Somebody that died of a disease that God just wanted to call them home. I don't know where that came from, but you can't find it in the Word. See, because tonight I'm at home with Him internally. This is His house. He called my body His house. I'm, I'm one with Him. I'm at home with Him here. And if we don't make sure what we're believing, then 
other teaching will talk you out of what I'm sharing with you tonight. I mean, is there anything I'm teaching to you tonight that, you know, could lean towards me trying to be manipulative? Well, you, you, but you have to think about it. You have to think, you have to answer that question for yourself. No, it's actually easier to teach a lot of other things that go contrary to this because there's less persecution with it. Notice what Paul said. Many were the persecutions that came against me in Iconium and at Lystra and, and in Derby and I mean a bunch of different places. But he said, out of them all the Lord delivered me. All of them. How many? All of them. All those who desire to live godly in Christ, to follow the ways of His Word and the teaching of His Word, you will suffer persecution. Things will come after you, but God will deliver you from everything. And the promises that we just read tonight, those promises have to be real, and we have to believe that they will do what they said they will do right now and in the future. You know what? The planet, the planet is depending on us to be believers of the Word. Can you say amen? I read you that last part that I just read you. I read you that because the enemy wants you to talk you out of the fact that you are healed. He wants, you, he wants to talk you out of that. And, and what's so amazing about the enemy, I'm not here to talk about the enemy, but to expose him. Hmm? The Bible says, give the devil no place. I'm here to expose his tactics. And with one message you've heard like this tonight where healing is concerned, if you allow yourself, the enemy will open you up to making sure that you hear things that go contrary to that, that in your mind you start talking yourself out of that. He works that way. He works overtime that way getting you to pay more attention to how you feel and how things look than what God promised in His Word. That's why our daily routines are so absolutely vital. You can't live without it. You can go a day or two or three or four or five without food or however long, but not with the Word. You can, your life can get altered in two or three days. You get away from the Word. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.